Alan, I got a question for you. What is the weirdest birthday present you ever got as a kid? Mm, not technically a present, but I did wake up on my 13th birthday with a tick on my face. <laughs> so welcome to being a teenager. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if I can beat that, but uh, mine was a waterbed. When I turned 12, my mom thought the best thing in the world that she could get me was a waterbed. You know, you never really think of yourself as I'm a waterbed kind of guy. It's like being a hot tub guy or something, but... Or a waterbed child? Yeah, I was a middle school waterbed owner, mm -hmm. and that's not normal. No, that's not normal. Basically, this is, I just wanted to tell everyone, um, don't buy children waterbeds. It will be weird, and they will realize it in a therapy session many, many years later. Okay, let's unpack that, Rob. <laughs> it's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery. Anything with an expired copyright. It's time for another Interrupted Tale. Hello, and welcome to the show that usually ends. Another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. As always, I am Rob, and I'm joined tonight by my cohort, Alan. Alan, how are things going? Excuse me. <laughs> Professionalism. I, I was going to use the cough button, but you know, just like how come it's just a cough button? Sometimes I, you got to burp. I hope the Webbies are listening to this because uh, this is quality stuff. I'm not keeping that in. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm doing great. I'm fabulous today. Oh, you're going to be even more fabulous after our story today. Uh, we got quite a tale for you. This week, we have a fable from a book called 24 Unusual Stories for Boys and Girls. It's from 1921, and it's a little tale called The Winds, The Birds, and The Telegraph Wires. And it's by the Reverend J.T. Stocking. I like how it's going to be unusual. Hey, that's not the same old kid crap you're used to. <laughs> no, this one's by a reverend. Huck Finn. <laughs> How plebeian. <laughs> so now it's time to curl up in your favorite chair and grab a drink while we read you this week's tale. Long, long ago, a hundred times as long as anyone can remember, the great Earth King became so very, very busy about a great many things that there were several things that he could not do. Yeah, sure. Fucking executive time. He's going to probably take a sabbatical or something. So he sat himself down and rested his great head upon his hand and thought and thought and thought until he decided that he must have some assistance. He would advertise for some messengers. Yeah, real fast ones that really believe in it, like in Premium Rush. <laughs> so he seized a great brush, as big as a church steeple, 
dipped it into the red and golden sunset light and wrote in big letters high in the sky that everyone far and near could read. Wanted. Messengers. Fleeter than horses. Swifter than men. To carry my messages a million times ten. Ask me it twice, and I'll tell you again. Minimum wage is all you'll be getting. <laughs> Burmachay. <laughs> and he signed it simply, The Earth King. What? What, man? Everybody knows who I am. I'm bigger than Jesus. Literally, I am seven or eight times the size of Jesus. Look at my paintbrush. <laughs> then he went into his rainbow house and laid himself down to sleep on his rainbow bed. Oh, not as leaky as a waterbed, but a lot less back support. <laughs> and I, I can tell you that from experience. Yeah. He'd scarcely fallen asleep when there came a rustle, rustle, rustle at the rainbow window and a rattle, rattle, rattle. At the rainbow door, he sprang quick. How does he tell where everything is if they're all rainbows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's going to be busy. It's a very busy room. It's like uh, one big Shirley Temple lollipop in there. <laughs> he sprang quickly from his great bed. Who be ye? He asked. Uh, we be the three. See, daddy? We be 40. We be messengers, came the reply. Come to serve the king. Then the king opened the door. There before him stood four of the strangest creatures that he had ever seen. Oh, right, right. Four, daddy. Hey, don't flip your wig. It's just arithmetic, baby. Yeah. They were so light that they could stand on nothing. They had great wide wings. They had pale faces and gleaming eyes, and they had light garments that floated and flapped and fluttered in the breeze. Here, let me show you an illustration off a of mid-2000s G-Force card box. That's what we're going for. <laughs> Trippy man. What are your names? asked the king. We are the winds, answered the mightiest of the four. East wind, west wind, south wind, north wind pointing to each in turn, himself last. We have come, fleeter than horses, swifter than men, to carry your messages a million times ten. We'll do it from noon until five o'clock then. You got a problem with that? Talk to our union. <laughs> or was that slant rhyme a little off? Maybe needs a little fix-up? It's going to be time and a half. <laughs> you do not want to mess with the poetry union. They will charge you. Then the king spoke to them in deep and solemn tone. The task is a great one. The king's business is grave and important. My messengers must be swift and faithful. And any social marketing experience is a big plus. I need followers. <laughs> Are ye able? Then the four winds piously crossed their breasts with their wings and whispered, Try us and see. Try us and see. Try us and see. Oh my god, is this a Casper mattress ad? Did we get sponsored, Rob? <laughs> Finally! Alright, let's talk about Squarespace, people. Try it and see. So the king tried them. Down by the sea, said the king, 
far over the mountains, many hours away, there lives a fisher folk that I love. The ones on Alaska Fish Wars. Don't bring that weak, deadliest cat shit in here. <laughs> every day the men of the village go forth in their little boats to fish, and every evening they come home with their catch. But of late, thick and heavy clouds have hung about them. They have not dared go forth, lest they should not reach home again, and their families begin to be in want. Mm, I don't know, Gary. It's mostly cloudy out. Better tell the kids it's another sawdust sandwich day. Again? Well, you could see the clouds. They're, it definitely might possibly rain. <laughs> Go to them today. Drive away the fog and clouds that the people may be happy again. Quick, away! Then the four winds lifted their swift, beautiful wings and were gone. What? No, they... Should have been sweeping up the Emerald Bar. Um, Spread your little wings and fly, fly away. away. I like it. Faster and faster they flew till none could tell how fast they flew. Over the meadows they went and over the mountains. Each tried to outwing the others until it became a fierce and careless game. Requesting permission to buzz the east wind... Uh, negative north wind, the pattern is full. <laughs> so blind and careless were they in their sport that they did not notice how they whirled the sand and broke the trees and tossed the water. Oh, sand, trees, whatever. We'll put it on the expense report. Just put the liquor on a different receipt, okay? Get the credit card receipt. That way, you know, it's not itemized. Just a little, little hint to the winds there. A little tip. Swiftly through the fishing village they tore, hurling its poor houses to the ground and crashing, dashing, slashing, smashing the waves upon the fallen wrecks and the frightened and suffering folk. Hold on. Thrashing. God, I knew we forgot one. Well, story's ruined, guys. So let's pack it up. That's it. No thrashing, okay. no story. Sorry, wins. It's been fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Wait, there's more words. There's more words. Okay. Not until they were weary with their furious sport did they remember the errand on which the king had sent them. They retraced their steps as quickly as they could, but alas, to their shame and grief, the village lay in ruins, and the people wept for their loss. Then the earth king was very sad and angry. He brought the shameful winds before his court. False and faithless winds, he said in stern and awful voice. Ye did not do, my errand. Oh no, hear us out, okay. Maybe we didn't deliver the message, but we delivered a message. That's a fair point. Ye were traitors to your trust. Great shall be your punishment. Nevermore shall ye be my messengers. Evermore shall ye be my slaves. Away from my sight. Then the faithless winds departed from before the face of the king, and in shame and sorrow went moaning among the caves and the rocks by the seaside, and sighing among the lonely pine trees in the wilderness. And even to this day, you may hear the echoes of their moans and sighs. And you can even hear the winds in the apartment of those pretty uptight people down the hall, but only on Thursday nights right after scandal finishes, so I guess that does it for them. <laughs> oh, Fitz, will they ever be happy? The Earth King was sorrowful, but not discouraged. 
Again, he seized the great paintbrush, as big as a church steeple, dipped it into the red and golden sunset light, and wrote in big letters high on the sky that everyone far and near could read, Wanted messengers, fleeter than horses, swifter than men, to carry my messages a million times ten. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The ad's good. Uh, no, we're keeping the ad. We we just need to do a little more candidate screening, I think. Yeah, we, we, it's enough of the honing of the message. Uh, we, we just need to make sure that we've got the right people in here. Nothing right. flighty like the winds. <laughs> <laughs> then he went into his rainbow house and laid himself down on his rainbow bed. He scarcely had taken 40 winks when he heard a rat-a-tat-tatting on the rainbow window and a rap-rap-rapping on the rainbow door. Quickly, he leaped from his great bed. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. On my epic off? A rap, a rap, a rap, rap, rapping? Look at no, me, rap. No, I don't think, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Who be ye, he asked. We be messengers, came a gentle voice through the keyhole. Come to serve the king. Then he opened the door, and there before him flitted and twittered a company of the most curious little people that he had ever set eyes upon. They each had a pair of beady eyes, a little pointed nose, a set of little scratchy toes. Well, two out of three, I would say Willem Dafoe, but I don't think his <laughs> eyes are all that beady. They're pretty beady, Alan. Okay. And the softest kind of a coat, fitting as snug as ever the tailor could make it. What are your names? asked the king. We are the birds, and our names are many. No, no, fellas. I'm not filling out a million 1099s for this, okay? I'm just going to make the check out to feathery meat, and you can split it under the table. <laughs> Can't wait to have feathery meat at Hooters tomorrow. <laughs> we saw the king's sign in the sky and have come. Fleeter than horses, swifter than men, to carry your messages a million times ten. They serve it with the little wing end on it. That's barbaric. You might as well just keep the head on at that point. Agreed. Then the king, remembering the winds, addressed them in very deep and solemn tones. The task is a great one. The king's business is exceeding grave and important. My messengers must be swift and faithful, must remember my commands, and keep my secrets. Remember that Cialis is for a benign prostate condition only. <laughs> sure thing, boss. Are ye able? Each bird laid his little scratchy toes on his little pointed nose and vowed that he would remember the king's commands and keep the king's secrets. Then, said the king, Make ready. Far to the north dwells a people that I love. If you hit Samaria, you've gone too far. <laughs> By Crom. For many a month they have lived amidst ice and snow and the bitter frosts. Now they sigh for warmer days, and I have heard them. I am planning a delightful surprise for them. Thermal underwear. They'll be very toasty. <laughs> Cortex. I'm going to carry spring to them. Go, find the warm sunshine and the soft south wind, and bid them come at once to the king's court, 
that I may take them and the spring days to my suffering and discouraged people. Um, actually, sir, the south wind quit earlier this week when you called him false and threatened to make him a slave, in your words, forevermore. I'm pretty sure he's gonna RSVP no for this event. <laughs> Never scorn the wind. They they do not return. They don't return? They 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 don't take it well. I They I, don't take it well? No, they they, they they hold a grudge. The winds hold a grudge. They, yeah, they cry Mary and they hold a grudge. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> then return with all speed to the king, and remember do not betray my secret. The bird messengers hastened away as fast as ever their wings could carry them. They summoned the warm sunshine and the soft south wind and bade them make haste to the earth king. They, of course, turned back as they were commanded, but before they reached home again, each one of them was seized with a strange, restless, uneasy feeling right in the middle of his feathers. Oh yeah, RFS. My grandma's parakeet has that. <laughs> it's little tiny pills you have to give it. It's, it's very annoying. It must have been the secret trying to get out. One by one, they stole past the king's house under cover of the night and made their way to the north country. And when the morning came, there they were, sitting on the fence posts and in the, in the apple trees, just bursting with the happy secret of the king. Then the robin pipped and the bluebird blew, the sparrow chipped, and the swallow too. We know something we won't tell. Somebody's coming, you know well. This is his name, twixt you and me. S-P-R-I-N-G. Mm, no, I'm, I'm not sure you got the cadence quite right there, Rob. Okay, try this, all right? <laughs> this is his name, twixt you and me. S-P-R-I-N-G, you ugly. Uh, 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 you uh. ugly. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> okay, how about this one? Woo, it's mild in here. I said there must be some spring up in the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you have brung it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the people were very happy when they heard what the birds said, and with much excitement began to get ready for the springtime. Now, of course, the king knew nothing about all this and was very happy in thinking of the surprise that he was to give the people. He took the warm sunshine and the soft south wind for companions, and made his way in all haste to the land of ice and snow. From the midnight sun where the hot springs flow. Ah! And the birds do something else. I haven't been paying too much attention. They'll spread your gossip. Don't trust the feathered meat. <laughs> as he arrived with his delightful secret as he thought hidden in his heart he was amazed to find an old woman woman sitting in her doorway knitting why are you sitting here he asked why are you not within warming your feet by the fire why don't you know she said spring is coming well coming but not here so I do have frostbite in most of my extremities, but I feel the warmth of spring coming on. It's a very numbing sensation. <laughs> spring? he asked, almost roughly. How do you know? Oh. You know, 
Scheiße. <lacht> yes. <lacht> yes. And she with a smile, trying not to look at a robin that turned his back behind the picket fence, hoping that if the king saw him, he might think he was an English sparrow. A little bird told me. The king walked up the street, looking gloomy enough, and soon came across a gardener with his rake, uncovering the crocuses and the daffodils. Why do you do this, my good man? Surely your flowers will freeze. You had much better be covering them up. It's like a zone negative 3B here. What are you doing with these freaking avocados? <laughs> oh, no, he said, straightening his bent back. Spring is coming. Spring, said the king. How do you know? Oh, said the gardener with a grin and a twinkle in his left eye, as he caught sight of a bluebird peeking half scared around the limb of a nearby apple tree. A little bird told me. Then the disgraceful story all came out. That the robin pipped and the bluebird blew. The sparrow chipped and the swallow too. We know something we won't tell. Somebody's coming. You know well. This is his name, twixt you and me. S-P-R-I-N-G. Uh, I, uh, misplaced my rhyming dictionary so uh the rest of the jokes are going to be in prose fair enough my but wasn't the earth king disgusted and weren't the bird messengers ashamed to come when he sternly called them each laid his little pointed nose on his little scratchy toes and dropped his eyes and uttered never a word silly birds he said in a scornful voice you vowed to keep my secrets you have broken your vow. You obeyed my commands and called the south wind and the sunshine, so I cannot be too harsh with you. And you did pick up my dry cleaning, which I know is definitely not in your job description, but I want you to know I appreciate it anyway, okay? It's a one-time thing. <laughs> but you cannot keep my secrets, so I cannot keep you as my messengers. Now and then, I may use you as my servants. I'll keep your card on file under moderate fuck-uppery. <laughs> Adieu! Then the birds flew sadly away as quietly and quickly as ever they could, and set to work building their nests and holes in the trees and holes in the ground and in out-of-the-way places, making such a chattering meantime that neither they nor anyone else could hear themselves think. By this time the Earth King was nearly discouraged. He did not know what in the world to do. He rested his elbow on his knee and his great head in his hand and thought and wondered. Then once again he rose and took the great brush and wrote the same big words on the sky. And for very weariness, he lay down on a great bank of clouds and soon was sound asleep. As he slept, the cloud grew bigger and bigger and blacker and blacker. Until the cloud blew up into the world's top-paid comedian, and I was like, seriously, it went from CB4 to this? And I mean, I like CB4, but then... <laughs> and then the Titan Chappelle challenged him for the Rainbow Throne. <laughs> Bring the pain! Nice. And the thunder came nearer and nearer until, all at once, crash, crash! The clouds seemed torn to pieces, 
and the king leaped to his feet, half scared to death, even if he was a king. There before him, darting this way and that way, and up and down and across ways, was a swarm of little red-hot creatures that hissed and buzzed and cracked like the Fourth of July. And that's why the first telegraphs used fire ants. <laughs> Makes sense. I want to know um, why they still have the 4th of July uh, all this time ago in uh, time immemorial. Hey, the Earth King likes to hang out and grab a brewski and <laughs> fire up some fucking firecrackers, man. Earth King's got to do what Earth King's got to do. All right. All right, all right. Who are you? he asked in half fright as he rubbed his eyes. And what do you want? Messengers, 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 whispered they all at once. And we have come to serve the king. What are your names? We are the lightning sprites. Sometimes men call us electricity. And sometimes men call us magic TV juice. <laughs> I told you to stop calling it that, Alan. It was, well, it was I weird. Mean... <laughs> your sisters, your mother, we were all very concerned about you. Okay, well, maybe your magic TV juice <laughs> is tapped by the NSA. Let's not say TV juice anymore. The swiftest creatures that are known to men to carry your messages a million times ten. The king charged them gravely and solemnly as he had done the winds and the birds before them, that his messengers must be true and faithful and must keep his secrets. But no matter how great the task, nor how heavy the oaths with which he had bound them to be faithful, they were eager, all of them, to serve the king. Only he must build roadways for them. Mm, okay, guys, I'll pay for rental cars, but I'm not reimbursing mileage. <laughs> They had not wings to fly, and their feet were not accustomed to the highways of the land. They might lose their way. So the king decided to try them. He called his laborers and ordered them to erect tall poles, and from pole to pole to lay slender roadways of wire. Okay, now this sounds like a plan pushed by a pro-squirrel super pack. Ah, oh, those pro-squirrel lobbyists. It's getting sickening at this point, Alan. They gotta get their nuts. <laughs> the National Underwriter of Terrible Squirrels Association. <laughs> nuts. Miles and miles of these roadways he built, over the hills and through the valleys. And when all was complete, he called the spirits to him and whispered to them his secret messages. On the first 1-900 line. Quick as thought, they ran over the little roadways, hither and thither and back again, doing faithfully and well the king's errands and keeping the king's secrets. But then the Earth King wanted more than just talking, so he bought a 2400 baud modem and downloaded low-quality GIFs from a Telegard BBS. Um, Do you remember how long that took? Oof. It's a little, maybe a little specific about <laughs> the Earth King's predilections, but uh, I think that they had that in the footnotes somewhere. A lot of Earth King late nights and Mountain Dew were involved. <laughs> they whispered never so much a word of them. So the Earth King called a great assembly, and before them all appointed the lightning spirits to be his trusted messengers forever and a day. Of course, the winds were very jealous when they heard of it. 
and they determined to get revenge by stealing the messages from the spirits. Windy leaks. <laughs> we are Winonymous. <laughs> they dashed against the wires day after day, trying to break them and get the secrets, but all to no purpose. All they could hear was mum, 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 And the harder they blew, the louder they heard it. The birds had all along been sorry that they had given away the great secret, and had been hoping that the king would give them another chance. You know, just keeping it casual, but a little flirty. Like, there could still be something there if we happen to show up at the same party or something. Yeah, you know, just keep it cash, man. Yeah. What did he say about us? <laughs> okay, but did he say anything? Yeah, did he say anything? No? No? Okay, we're, we're cool. Is we're he birds. with the winds? Did he come with the winds? <laughs> they were much too gentle to do as the winds did but they were very curious to find out what the king's messages were so day after day they went to the wires and sat upon them and snuggled down as close to them as they could get and listened hard putting now the right ear down and now the left but all they could ever hear was (laughs) great Actually, Rob, I think you're supposed to do it like Shaggy just saw a mummy, but then forgot the last letter of the word. So it's like, mum, 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 mum. <laughs> and they never seem to have got over that habit. If you want to find out for yourself the truth of this tale, you go someday when the wind is blowing against the wires and the birds are sitting upon them, snuggled close. And put your ear to a telegraph pole, and all you will hear is mum, 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 And there will be a squirrel watching you. Oh, yes, there's always a squirrel watching you. <laughs> the squirrels know your secrets. The end. <laughs> So, uh, Alan, I, I don't usually ask this of the stories that we read, but um, uh, what the hell was that? I think it, it was kind of like a Facebook post uh, by the winds about how they used to totally be friends with the birds. But now they just, they just it's like they don't even know each other. Yeah, the telegraph poles came and... Uh, I don't know. They uh-huh. just they didn't have any respect for their relationship. Uh-huh. And the winds were kind of like the emotional girlfriend for the birds, <laughs> you know, and they just um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm I'm blocking all of them on Facebook. This is this is the birds can't be trusted. The the winds are are assholes and the Electricity just seems like a pain in the ass. Um, Alan, what what did you think the moral of the story was? I think the moral of the story is a well-written employment contract protects both you and the company. So just sign here or you're fired. (laughs) Pretty good. I I think the moral of the story is God invented the telegraph and... Uh, we should never question its glory and its purpose in this universe, uh, for they grow like trees and deliver his message unto the world. 
the Earth King's message. Well, I have signed off to the Earth King the deed to my house and my salary, and I signed a billion-year contract to support the Earth King, so I feel like you're trampling on my religious rights right now. And No, um, I think that's fine. I mean, everybody's free to worship. All of this is why you're never going to reach the rainbow bed, and no. I am. <laughs> All right? Shit. <laughs> Well, I, I think uh, I think that about does it for this week's uh, episode. Uh, I hope everybody will uh, still tune in next time to another exciting interrupted. I'm Earth King, baby. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's not a. It's not the most popular of cult songs. <laughs> Tell.